0: Hello
1: and welcome back to Because We Can't Go On A Trip, a mini-series by The Hope Venture. I'm Ben. And I'm Caleb. This podcast exists because we normally would be in Kenya right now, but since we can't, we're trying to take time to reminisce in the stories that we've uh, encountered and have heard overseas while we've been on a trip as if we're on another trip right now. So we're just taking time to, to learn from each other.
0: Yeah. And so today on the show, we've got the one and only Heather Marshall. Say hello, Heather. Okay. <laughs> Heather is a, a full-time, uh, wedding photographer. She has her own photography business. She also is a title teacher, uh, working about 20 hours a week, um, with students who are underperforming at grade level. Correct. Is, is that, is that right? Um, so yep. you're working at closer to a, a one-to-one kind of situation with them or, uh, a, a smaller class setting sure yeah um cool which is awesome i connect with you on that that teacher life so i think that's really cool that you get to do both of those things that you love and are passionate about so um, Heather,
1: you're also zooming in not from lincoln oh you're, yeah you're in, minneapolis?
2: Yeah, in right. minneapolis
0: yeah Um, which is also i mean you've the last time you lived anywhere close to lincoln remind me you were in Iowa is that the closest you were or
2: yeah I mean since being connected with the Hope Venture the closest I've been is probably Ames Iowa
0: okay um yeah yeah, so like through through all of it you've kind of been remote connected to the Hope Venture which is unique because it's kind of like Lincoln Lincoln dynasty connections um (laughs) there's like some I mean what like there's some involvement in Kentucky from like Alicia's wife and i feel like but for the most part it's like nebraska lincoln um so i feel like it's been really cool to have you connected from a distance i mean i went with you two years ago to kenya and you were not living nearby but you would facetime in for all the meetings and then you actually flew in i believe and like we had a team retreat together so you took the time to do that and we had our our connection flight we connected at the same place out to kenya and or did you come to or did you come to Omaha is that how that worked
2: I'm getting all those years confused I think I I drove because I had a wedding
0: oh that's right okay so you drove down had a wedding conveniently the same time as our team retreat (laughs) and um, the rest is history but you've been involved with the Hope Venture for a number of years and a number of trips right could you could you list off the trips you've You've taken with the Hope Venture or um, a bit of your connection to the Hope Venture?
2: Yeah, I can try. Um, the first year that I was connected with the Hope Venture was back in 2012 when I was in college. Um, and I got connected because my cousin was working for the Hope Venture and I wanted to go overseas during college. And um, she had been convincing me to go to Uganda for years. And so I finally was like, okay, here's your chance. Um, And then from then I went to India in 2013, I believe. Um, and then I think I skipped a few years, like maybe one year. And then I've been to Kenya four times in a
0: row. So you've, so you've been able to see multiple aspects of the hope venture on the ground, whether that's India or Kenya, um, which is super sweet.
1: And you, have you seen hope venture projects in Uganda too?
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. So you're probably one of the I mean, there's only a handful of people who have seen the Hope Venture in all three of like in in all three of the countries that the Hope Venture is in.
2: I mean Yeah, like like for such a long time too, I feel like I've seen the Hope Venture evolve. Mm-hmm. Like the amount as well.
0: Yeah, because at in twenty twelve, is that when you said you got involved? Were they still like in the basement of of yeah. like borrowing like the basement office space of like the Millers, the Millers' basement, right? <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Yeah.
0: And now they're now they're in the peanut butter factory. They've got their own spot. It's wild. That's crazy. So you have been through like the long haul. That's insane.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Cool. So we wanted to to talk to you about some of those experiences, reminisce a bit. Like Caleb was saying, um, what's a good intro question to to kick things off? I I don't know, Caleb. Do you have anything?
1: Well, I. I feel like we should probably talk about like, what, what was the camp like? I mean, you're the, you're the only person that we've interviewed that has actually, I guess, I guess Victoria was there. She said one year before the camp was technically a camp, but Uh like, what, what was it? Did you, were you ever in Kenya before the camp was officially a camp?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The first year I went to Kenya, we, (laughs) I think they only had like. 14 students that were sponsored at the time Mm -hmm. and we took a whole week to drive to all the schools um which was a wild idea like after that week we were like that should never happen again
1: you drove to all the schools that the kids wow (laughs) if we were to do that now that would be like a summer (laughs) driving
2: it was like like the amount of gas money we spent was outrageous (laughs)
0: But, so you were, yeah. so the, in the goal of that was what, just to, just to go and meet the kids while they're at school and check in on them or what was, what was your intended goal for, for doing that?
2: Yeah. Um, we like wanted to check up on them and like make sure their school is okay and like that they had everything they needed. Also get their stories, which I think our Kenya partners don't they? I think they do some of that throughout the year. And mm-hmm. so they just kind of saved that all up for when we were there.
0: Um hmm. That's interesting. I, I feel like that is one piece that we, that people on the team don't get now. Um, I mean, I, we were lucky to my first, so two years ago we went and visited Brian at his university because we were telling Brian's story and like the sponsorship. So we got a little taste of like the school system or at least seeing one of the sponsored students at school. And, oh, and, uh, and Monica as well. Maybe she was going to that university as well. Um, but Anyway, we got that taste, but now the team doesn't really get to see the students at at their boarding schools or at whatever school they're they're attending if it's not a boarding school. Um, so that's interesting that you got that experience. I think that's pretty that's pretty unique to be able to see. I mean, like the whole part of student sponsorships that they're going to school. So it's pretty cool that you got to see what their school systems like. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. What What other Hope Venture projects have you seen?
2: Uh, um. <laughs> you want me to list them
1: all? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get, because I just want to like, I feel like your view of the Hope Venture, everybody has a like particular view of like what the Hope Venture is to them, you know, like for some people, the Hope Venture is this organization that does backpacks. For other people, it's an organization that does this event in the fall and they're not quite totally sure what they, the other people, it's a running organization. They're like, they do a run in Lincoln, (laughs) you know, it's like, but how many, like if I were to hear how many projects or like all, what all projects you've actually seen overseas, I feel like that just shows like a lot of how you see the whole venture.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go by country. So Uganda, I've seen um, Mama Kits projects, um, both like where they're distributed and also like where they're made and who what organization that's run by. Wow. Uh, I should have the names of things. Yeah,
1: that's okay. <laughs>
2: uh, um,
1: are you thinking Agromax? <laughs> Did you see that?
2: Yeah, Agromax. Yeah. Yep. yep. What's like the what's the organization Waukesa. called? Call Wakisa. So I've seen Wakisa a couple of times. Um, I think those are the big Uganda ones, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I saw some that like were maybe going to be projects, but I don't think ever actually ended up being projects. Huh. Um. Kenya student sponsorship, um, the well, mm-hmm. oh, uh, um, goats. One time I went to a goat market, it was crazy. Really? Uh, yeah, it was hilarious actually. <laughs> um, the way they transport goats. This is a side note. They like lift them by their legs, and they like walk them like <laughs> like a. They, like waddle. Like <laughs> you know. Like what? Like the backyard yard game where you like lift someone's legs up and they have to walk that's- <laughs> yeah.
0: like a little wheelbarrow push just to make sure they go in the right direction
2: yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh cows um,
1: and the cows aren't a project anymore either right yeah no, not mm-hmm. a, not one that's ongoing right now yeah. Hmm.
2: Oh, right yeah but still. Um, and- India, I feel like I'm missing something can but. I'm just going to say the ones that come to mind. Yeah. And then in India, the school, um, we did like that teacher training.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was recent, right?
2: I, I They probably have done another since mm-hmm. I went, but... Um, actually india was such a blur for
0: <laughs> me <laughs> i think india is a blur for almost everyone
1: <laughs> we have we have many we have more projects in india or more like locations in india than we do in kenya so a trip in india which we've we've talked about before yeah. but it's like yeah it, a blur is exactly how to describe it you don't know where you are when you're there you're just
0: whenever you're taking separate like like Flights within country to get to the projects—it gets a little, a little dicey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So cool. It's little, yeah, I can it. it's
0: okay. So, like at least over ten. I mean, feeding centers and uh, the school, yeah. and I mean all that—backpacks, all that stuff.
1: As as a as the current project manager at the Hope Venture, I'm like nerding out just even thinking of what it'd be like to go to like a goat market or like i haven't seen the distribution center for mama kits like mm. all of these things are important things that like need to be seen and so that's that's so that's so interesting that you've had that experience also speaks to the hope venture like just who we are like the fact that we like you you went on those or you went and saw those things like to check up on projects like you as a volunteer were able to like help the hope venture really like Grow and understand their projects better just as a trip goer you know, like not as a staff member or as a project manager and I think that's a that's an interesting thing about the hope that you're being a small team like mm-hmm. you you sign up for a mission trip and you realize you're actually a part of like shaping an organization mm-hmm. <laughs> also
0: you,
2: yeah, that, go ahead, sorry I was just gonna say like i if i'm gonna be honest, I'm like pretty skeptical about a lot of nonprofits and I think That's something that's like made me really believe in the whole venture is that like I'm going, I'm actually like doing something that the nonprofit needs in order to keep running, Hmm. Um, which I think is different for a lot of other nonprofits.
1: What, What do you think that skepticism? Like, what do you mean when you say you're skeptical of a lot of, I mean, I think I, I could, I could understand what you're saying. I'm just wanting to hear more of what you're meaning by that.
2: Yeah, like, I think, I mean, I think it is really hard to go into a different country that's not yours Mm -hmm. and, like, really know what the problem is and how to fix that. But I also think, like, Christ has given us a heart to, like, love the whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had a lot of, like, conflict in my mind of how those two things go together. Um, Where I think the whole Venture, because they're partnering with people that are there, like I can see that it's actually making a difference and is grounded in like Christ and not like wanting to be the saviors. You know? hmm. mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. The, the idea that like, or <laughs> how do you, how do you like help the world, like love people across the world when you, you really know so little about their circumstances, their situations, like, mm-hmm you know you can hear a statistic about how much poverty there is in Kenya but it's another thing entirely to know like what's best for them (laughs) like what helps them what does it mean what does it look like and like Elijah our partner that leads the student sponsorship project has been like loving on street kids in Narok and all throughout Kenya for years and years and years like this he's he knows them he knows how they're you know like feeling and the questions they're asking and so there's more through the partner. There's that like more knowledge of it like that. Uh, totally. That's kind of what you're, what you're saying about how we lack the knowledge. But if you partner with someone who who knows it better, you can you can work together to do something.
2: Yeah.
1: Totally. But I get that tension with like trying to wanting to help and feeling like I don't know uh, or feeling like you're supposed to even like as a as a Christian, like. And yet knowing that you don't know the answers and you don't want to go in as if you have the answers. Mm. So.
0: Also like a, I, Hmm. How do I say this gently? I don't know. I think there's like a lot of stereotypes of people who go on missions trips and come back and I don't want to be like those people maybe, or, um, you know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know how to put this into words <laughs> without like, Oh gosh. I'm probably being offensive. I, I like, just don't want to be like, I don't want to,
1: what, what, just, what are you saying?
0: I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to like say this without being offensive to Please come on a mission trip with us. (laughs) But, but like, how do I, how do I come back and like not use it as an excuse to post pictures on my, on my social media that is so people think I look like I like helps the world or like, I mean like, how do I like do that in a way that like, Shows that I I genuinely have like been impacted or my life has been changed or like how do I how do I go on a trip multiple times with an organization I deeply care about and how do I talk about that organization from like a place of being like centered and a place of maturity and wisdom um, instead of seeking some adventure or seeking like the trip for the trip's sake to go overseas like yeah you, you know I think like there's so many of those things I want to balance and that I don't want to Fall into, but then how do, am I also humble and not prideful from people who go on trips and change the world but i th- I think they're doing it for the wrong reasons or something you know like how can mm-hmm. I be like humble in that how can i like how can I not fall into pride and say that oh I'm so great because I went over there not for my own reasons because I'm so great that I could help the world and you know it's such a yeah it's such a it's such a a tight rope to not fall off on either side of that. And, like, to – oh, man, I I don't know how to put it into words. Like, how do I do do this without – I think nonprofit is just a world that is, like, really tricky. And you see a lot of really ugly stuff from nonprofits who don't do it the right way and a lot of nonprofits who do it the right way, but they have to, like, live – under the nonprofits who don't do a great job or, you know, I don't know. Sorry. This is just like getting into the nonprofit world. It's just really hard. And so I appreciate that you were (laughs) with it for so long as a volunteer and like going overseas time and time again, just because you were passionate about it. And like, um, I feel like you're someone I see that's like an advocate for the hope venture that is doing it for like, for the people you care about overseas and like for yourself and not for the attention or not for the I don't know for the for the prestige so I appreciate that about you I think I think the way you like lead as as a veteran on the team whenever we went together like you like led from a place for other people who haven't been before and like you were like a role model for people and so I just thought that was sweet to see you do that and I just love the way you talk about the whole venture it's really awesome so sorry off of off of my soapbox I will sit down now stop speaking Um, Caleb, so go ahead, Heather, what you're saying.
2: I didn't say I feel like I resonate with a lot of that, so yeah.
0: thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, you were you had something that you were sharing earlier that you wanted to talk to Heather about and hear her thoughts on. Speaking of resonating with things, um, you said you resonated with something Heather said, so could you set up set up that for us?
1: Yeah, well, I don't totally remember it, but I remember I, was, I lived in uh, Denver for a couple years, and it was during that time. The Hope Venture does a uh, event called the Night for Hope in October every year. It's a fundraiser, and I wanted to uh, see it. So I was FaceTiming in for it. And I think, yeah, Heather, you spoke at it and you said something that stuck with me, but I don't remember exactly what it was. I just remember feeling like, oh, really
2: she feels that way.
1: You. Like, <laughs> I also kind of feel that way. I don't know. It said, it was something like along the lines of, like, there's a lot of things that make me question or there's a lot of confusion or things that I don't understand or things that I like doubt or whatever. But the the hope venture has been this place of simplicity or like a constant uh in the midst of that. Some sort of there was some sort of dynamic there. But if you remember at all that feeling or what you were saying, I'd love for you to like share that and then I wanna know kind of what you were talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I was sharing about Um, my life in that I've been really confused a lot about like what I should do for a job because I really have a heart for kids, but education didn't seem like an actually good fit for me. Like, I think I went into it because of my heart for kids and not for education. So I've been confused about that or where I should live because I have always wanted to live somewhere warmer and, um, like step out of my comfort zone and not stay in the Midwest. But yet God put me in Minneapolis hmm. and been really confused about like all of that type of thing. And like in college, I, I think I was wrestling with that idea of like, oh, I like really care about people with different cultures and places not in the U.S. But I also don't know if I have the heart to be a missionary. So like, what does that mean? where through all of these questions like really I've been involved with the Hope Venture for how many years I mean like so many years <laughs> yeah it, nine it years. Like, nine yeah yeah it felt like the only thing that I ever like through all of that confusion I was always like oh but I'm confident that what I'm doing when I am with the Hope Venture is 100% what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> and that was a big thing for me because yeah. I'm About so many things. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I was referring to.
1: Was that like, do you feel like that feeling specifically came from any like particular experiences? Like, was it Kenya? Was it like, is there a certain thing about the Hope Venture in your view that like, was that or what, like, why do you think that was the case?
2: Good question. I mean, I think part of what we were talking about where, I think I'm just so confident in the hope venture and like I can clearly see like, Oh, this is actually making an impact for good and it's being done in a way that's like at least always trying to be the most effective and at a place of like, I'm just being Christ to other people. I think that that confidence getting losing my train of thought. (laughs) I just think like that is why, like, yeah like why I've always been confident and so in like what I'm doing with
1: them so yeah. yeah that's awesome i uh I feel like I resonated with the with the thought when I was watching you speak of the night for hope i it It came at a time when I was like pretty pretty confused i was a I, I majored in theology at Colorado Christian University, and at that point I was like very confused about theology, very confused about like, how am I supposed to live? Uh, I had just, I think I was close to graduating with a degree that I was confused about what it taught me and mm-hmm. then going into that kind of like, all right, now what do I do? So similar, like what, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? How do I live? And then <laughs> I think I kept, I, I resonated with just like the simplicity of like, the idea of being like Jesus or like loving, loving the poor, loving the marginalized, like going, going to those who are in in need and actually doing what we can to help them. I think that like kind of grounded me and I saw the hope venture as a, an outflow of, uh, uh, like a safe, a safe theology for me where it was Mm -hmm. like about, about people and about, uh, yeah, like living like Jesus in the simplicity of that. And so I, it, it kind of has been a grounding place for me as well, where it's, it's helped me to, uh, like in the midst of that, I think I went to India with the Hope Venture right after I graduated college and yeah, just didn't still didn't know what I thought, but I knew that like, oh, there are, there are women who are, you know, told that they're, uh, less than men in, in India. And there are people that are told that they're less than other people because of their caste or, uh, and I definitely don't believe that. Like, I, I definitely think that they are not less than anyone that they, and the the whole venture putting themselves in those situations made me like, okay, this is like, this is what the gospel is. This is what like life yeah, is like about.
2: It's, it's like so good and simple that it's like hard to argue, you know, yeah. like, huh.
1: You can't argue it in the moment when you're sitting there, like, like you can, you can sit in a, in a classroom or in a, in your house and question, what do I do with my life? What do I do with my life? But when you're like in a vocational training center in India, sitting amongst women who have, you know, had very little opportunity their whole life and are, you know, graduating from a tailoring course. And they're so excited about like where they're going and what they're going to do with this new skill that is changing their life you're not thinking like "Ah, oh, what should i be doing it's like <laughs> this is amazing like this is this is it like yeah. you should what's that what's that quote you
0: oh shoot uh that's that god's god's calling for your life is where where the world's deep hunger and you're like great joy meet
1: yeah the world when the where the world's deep hunger and your deep gladness gladness. Meet, deep gladness. yeah is like where you find calling and mm-hmm. i feel like that that i just thought of that because that resonates with like being overseas at times with the hope venture has made me feel that like i know the deep hunger and yet i also feel this like i'm supposed to be a a part of helping with this or I'm supposed to be here in that in this moment like doing that
0: yeah it's Friedrich Buchner, which is the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet so Mm. yeah Mm. when people talk about their calling yeah that's so that's so great exactly what both of you were saying like what am I supposed to do well at least my calling whatever that looks like whether that's you talking about being passionate about students or kids Heather like the world's deep hunger for education or like kids hunger for like guidance or someone who cares about them and like recognizes them and like your deep joy, wherever, or your deep gladness, like what makes you glad? I guess I I quoted that this last year talking about the camp and thinking about in Kenya with the students that like, there's clearly a hunger there for like students who are want to be known or like sponsored or like students that desire community with other students around them. And like my deep joy, like I feel deep joy and gladness as I'm like at camp and like where those two places meet is like, it's as simple as that. Like that's where God calls you to, or like we oftentimes spiritualize and make God's calling some big thing that we all have to figure out. But I think sometimes it can be as simple as, as simple as that. Where's the world need you and where like where do you find joy (laughs) like and that's the place Mm.
1: do you i mean heather do you feel like you've been involved with the hope venture for eight years uh do you feel like the hope venture or like overseas like poverty and like working to alleviate poverty is that like a part of your what your life is going to continue to be, or do you think that that like your experience with the Hope venture has shaped more so where you like are at now in Minneapolis and how you do your photography and how you or like how has that like understanding of of your experiences with the hope venture shaped quote unquote calling or your yeah. your your life yeah. like now
2: yeah i so I actually teach at a um, a private christian school but is for low-income kids so they are all sponsored hmm. so it's kind of like ironic uh, and, yeah <laughs> uh, it definitely feels like it has evolved into like where i am here in minneapolis and um to me right now that feels like enough like i i feel like um yeah like i'm doing a lot of god's work where i'm just meeting these kids every week. Um, and i i think like that like poverty in other countries is still something that's like greatly on my heart and i i'm not sure what that holds for the future mm. um, but i think for right now like it definitely has leaked into like my where i'm at which is a good thing like i think that's one of venture's goals right is for that to happen yeah. on both ends mm. you know
1: i feel like like my mom is always saying something like uh I like she encourages people to to give she doesn't encourage them even to give to the hope venture all the time she's like wherever it is that you are like that you feel passionate about or wherever it is that you maybe it's you that where you feel the hunger of the world the most or where you feel the need like give there like say yes to that moment and it's never been like this is specifically it like everyone needs to be involved with the hope venture or every or the world would be better if everyone just gets on board with the hope venture it's more so the world would be better if everybody gets on board with making the world better or something like or being generous or uh yeah, yeah. so i go ahead
2: oh i was just gonna
1: say yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> i feel like being overseas at times has made me uh made me like turn toward my own community more. I don't know mm. if you've, if you've felt that banner, if mm. like, or if that's played it Heather into like why you feel like caring for the kids at your school is enough. Cause I like, when I see our partners, the hope venture partners, like Elijah or Charlie in India, like day in and day out, they like are in it with their community. Like they, mm. they know the kids they like would do they work tirelessly for the kids and for the better of their community and i i love partnering with them and i love that we help them do that as the hope venture but i also like going overseas with the hope venture for me has turned me to be like a a more thoughtful neighbor and a better uh I think just like more engaged with like Lincoln. I think it's turned me like, Oh, what, what am I doing? Like, how do I look, how do I mirror what, like Elijah does in Kenya here in Lincoln? So I don't know if that plays into you mm-hmm. with you guys at all. or mm-hmm. Heather, do you have no.
0: any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I feel like a hundred percent. I mean, I think when you go and like you see the impact that they're having on each other, you come back and you can't ignore like, I think it'd be, like, it would be really weird for me to jump back into life here and just, like, go to restaurants with my friends and, like, like, not care about all these things that are happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, how could I do that even? <laughs> you know, so I think 100% I uh, my choices of like, career-wise and everything here. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that kind of uh, tying in what you were saying earlier, Caleb, like, theology-wise, that you were saying what what i what i connected with and what you were saying was that it was a grounding for you that even when i'm confused on what i'm supposed to do with life or theology or my view on god like this can be grounding for me like i know that i'm here to like serve or i'm here to like notice the marginalized or i'm here to you know to fight for the oppressed or you know whatever i think i think within my own life living here, I think experiencing the hope venture being overseas has, has shaped, or at least let me see within like scripture or within Jesus's teaching, like Jesus's theology and like Mm -hmm. Jesus's theology for the marginalized and oppressed. And like, for those who are the least of these and like Jesus's theology or what Jesus thought of the spiritual or the divine or like the world that, that Jesus talked about like present here and now is, is the theology of the whole venture is the theology of serving and like dying to self and, and being for the marginalized. And so I think in terms of the way it, it makes me live here, like it's, it's changed the way I read Jesus's teaching, or it's, it's changed the way I read scripture, think about the divine, think about being a part of the way of Jesus Like, I think, I think that affects the way I live here, whether that's noticing the marginalized here even, or, or encouraging others around me to notice those people or to notice the oppressed overseas or, or the oppressed here, you know? Um, so I think, I think that deeply changes the way I live from that point of view, but Hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I love what you said about just grounding. Like that can be a a base of, I, I don't, I'm constantly confused by the mystery of God, but like I know this. Like I, I know that I know that Jesus was about this, so I think I can be about that too. So <laughs> hmm. um, Yeah, I
1: feel like just being presented with like really real needs, hmm. like real pain and like real I mean, when you when you're overseas, I feel like the uh problems of extreme poverty are not like you would have to be blindfolded the whole time to miss them. So it's like getting close to that, like putting yourself in the place where you're aware of that. Like then, like I think it simplifies things. I mean, even I think even right now, like in our current, like state in our country, like I, I, I find that like, you know, we can debate about theology and things like that (laughs) all we want. But if we're like close to the marginalized, if we're like, Mm next to those in need it's the questions aren't there's not near as many questions it's it makes it brings everything into relationship it brings everything into something that's way simpler and that feels uh like you can then the like process the question of like how do i love in this moment becomes more real if you're like actually if you're actually aware of uh of need you know Mm -hmm. if you're actually putting yourself in a place of Mm -hmm. deep hunger or Mm
0: -hmm um heather whenever you think about kenya um what who do you think of or like what do you think of is there like a person that you're like oh, i can't i can't think of going to kenya without thinking of this person
2: yeah i mean i think there's multiple uh-huh. but i think um alicia is someone that like you guys have already mentioned a couple times and i when i was thinking about doing this with you guys i he like kept coming to my mind about Just, like, and, I mean, I think, like, with what's happening here in Minneapolis, like.
0: Oh, shoot. I totally forgot.
2: Oh, it's okay. Like, how discouraging, like, this work can be and, like, Mm -hmm. how easy it is for people to, like, quickly fall off because it's just hard. And I think with Alicia, like, you're right. Like, how many years has he been working with kids on the street? Like, and every time I see him, he's still hopeful and, Mm -hmm. like like to give people second chances and like really just amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know? I, feel like able- I, I feel like uh, Elijah like is able to somehow like he, he works so hard and so consistently and yet he just like is always present for like laughter or for, yeah a he's always present. He likes he sees you in the moment. And like we're we're driving to a a well where he's gonna show us like you know the project that we're doing to bring clean water to this village. And he sees a person walking down the side of this dirt road and like stops the car, rolls down the window, talks with them for a while, probably like invites them into the car, gives them a ride. Like he's just constantly like opening himself up to others and i don't know how he doesn't like you you almost wonder like how long how how has he been able to do this it's like he's drawing from this well that's keeping his energy up for to do the the long work the hard work and that's amazing
2: and i think being able to go multiple times like i've seen when he has been hurt by like opening himself up to things and yet he is still like that mm. It's great mm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a character that we haven't quite talked about in many of these podcasts either like mm-hmm. um in terms of uh, an integral character and, and a piece of what the hope venture does with student sponsorship too like day in and day out like when we're not there like checking in on students and and organizing that and running running the staff there and um
1: yeah. Elijah runs like all of the hope ventures. He's the hope ventures, uh, point in Uganda or sorry, in Kenya and runs all of the projects in, in Kenya for the hope venture and does other things as well hmm. for his community beyond what the hope venture is partnering with him for. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a, a real thing that like going overseas with the hope venture is not, it's not, uh, the application isn't just like get involved with the work the Hope Venture is doing, but the application is like, be like the people that work for the Hope Venture or work with the Hope Venture overseas and change your community here like they do over there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a cool, It's cool to see you working in That school and in the school with kids that are being sponsored here in you know in the states in minneapolis like that's i love how how maybe the hope interest played a part in in your story to to bring bring the kingdom in the united states you know
2: yeah totally super cool
1: Hmm. well is it about that time? <laughs> I think we probably. <laughs> I, I think it,
0: I think it does need to be about that time. Um, remind me sometime. Speaking of Alicia, um, we almost were arrested once. So you'll have I'll have to tell that story on the podcast sometime. I well, will like, te- I'll tease you." That. And me and Alicia were almost arrested. Yeah, it was crazy. Military police and everything. Um, so yes, yeah. teaser for for next time we talk about Alicia. Don't let me forget to talk about that story. But. <laughs> um Heather, thanks so much for being with us today. Are you still there? Oh no, she froze right. At the have head. we lost her? Oh, she's, oh, she's back, back. Yeah. Oh no. Here. Oh, good. Here you are.
2: Hello. Um, oh
0: god. Perfect. Well, do you have any any things you wanna any final closing thoughts you wanna share uh, before we sign this baby off? um Just you know that
2: I'm thankful for the whole venture and all the things that. It's done in my life. If you yeah. can hear me. Yeah, listening. we
1: can hear you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to zoom in and share your thoughts with me and Ben. It's good to good to hear from you. I'm thankful that finally after two years after that you spoke at the night for hope, I got to talk to you about what you were meaning <laughs> with just speaking. I was like I've been I've been probably I probably have been shaped by your comments about the hope and I might even be working here because of things because of what you said. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like honestly. Uh that's funny. Yeah, so thanks for yeah, taking time to talk with us.
0: Appreciate you. I and we appreciate we appreciate you too, listener. Make sure <laughs> to uh subscribe on the Insta, uh share the podcast with your friends. I don't know, whatever you want to do. Donate to the student sponsorship program. We got those students that need to get sponsored in Uganda and Kenya give
1: back to your community Give back to your community
0: (laughs) so many things find find where where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet yeah yeah that's awesome all right well bye friends we appreciate you this is ben
1: and this is caleb
0: signing off see you later